Welcome to week 10 of Gain and Retain University. And since we are spending time exploring email marketing, I want to let you in on the exact formula that I use to write successful emails that actually convert to increased sales and nurtured relationships. And that's really what we want, right? If we're going to spend all this time, effort, and energy building an email list, then it needs to be for something, right? And in this case, it is with the goal of really building your community in an authentic way and getting some cash money in your pocket because as a business owner, you need to make money to keep your business going. Now, you can spend hours, and I'm not exaggerating here, researching effective ways to create email but I've distilled it down to a simple formula that works for me and allows you to get started quickly. It's very easy to slip into overwhelm when you are starting something new. And for many of you, email marketing is something that is brand new to you. So don't let yourself go over Google or over YouTube watch. You need to just take the simple formula that I'm going to give you, implement it, see how it goes, make tweaks, and then you can add additional layers going forward. So there's a few focus points for email marketing that I want to go over with you. And there's four that I have come up with to be exact. The first one is going to be your subject line. Now the subject line is so important because it is the main reason why a reader will even open your email to see what's inside, right? If your subject line sucks, then your email is for naught because it's not even going to get opened, right? So your subject line has to be a couple of things. It has to be catchy, first of all. We don't want anything boring or basic. It needs to be catchy. It needs to leave the reader with some curiosity or some questions, Again, another reason to open the email, and it can even add some urgency. And that is going to tell the reader, you need to open this now, or you're going to miss out. It creates some FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Now, not every subject line has to have curiosity and be catchy and be urgent, right? You don't need to have all of those things. But those are pieces that you need to be thinking about when you're writing an email subject line. Now, When you go to write emails, you might get paralyzed by the subject line. And the reason that I know that is because it happens to me all the time. For most email service providers, when you go to start writing an email, the first thing it asks you is, what's your subject line? And I all of a sudden feel this incredible amount of overwhelm and intensity and pressure. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what my subject line is. This is too hard. And it's very easy at that moment to just close it and walk away and never come back to it. So just write in a filler. If you can't think of a subject line right in that moment, write in a filler, because I promise you from experience, it's much easier to write a subject line after you've composed your email. So don't put a bunch of undue pressure on yourself. Don't stress out about it. Just come back to it if you don't have something right off the top of your head. Now, here's a few examples that I want to give you of some really great subject lines that have come through my email inbox in the last few months. And I wanted to share them with you so that they give you a few jumping off points. But you can always reach out to me with your subject line if you feel like it needs a little amping up, a little fixing, or you just want some feedback. I'm always happy to do that. So here's an example. Uh, It was about 
missing out on using your referral points. And so it was very basic. And all it said was you're missing out on points, right? So it brought up curiosity because I'm thinking, what points do I, I didn't know that I had points. And it gave me urgency because I thought, oh, I'm missing out on something. Okay. I need to click on this and see what it is. Then there was tonight only a denim lover's dream. So this one again was urgency and curiosity. It played to both. This next one said, don't open this email. Now that is catchy, right? It is telling the reader to do the exact opposite of what you actually want them to do, right? So by using the idea of reverse psychology, you're actually encouraging people to open the email. So that's catchy and curiosity. Then there was one that really played to me because I loved the TV show Friends, and it said, we'll be there for you. So I immediately am playing the song in my head. So that's catchy to me as the reader, because it engages me and I know exactly what they're talking about. And it gives me some curiosity. And then the last one was when I just got today and it said, are we breaking up? Now, this was a recovery email from an organization that I haven't made a purchase from in a long time. And so it was their win back email, but they're asking me, are we breaking up? And again, it gives me some curiosity and it gives me a little bit of urgency, like, oh, no, we're not breaking up. What, are you going to take me off your email list? I don't want you to do that. So I want to open it, right? So those are all good examples of emails from product-based business owners that are email subject lines that are going to allow the reader to want to know more and to hopefully click through to read your email. Okay. So the next really important focus point for email marketing is connection. Okay. I always try to start my emails with connection. Now, is every single email going to be full of a story or something really uh, connecting and something that is going to, you know, tell the audience a long, drawn out something? No, not every email is going to be that. But when we're talking about your regular weekly emails that you're sending out, they have to be more than just, hey, I have a new bracelet in stock, right? It has to be more than that. So what we're going to do is we are going to think of a way to connect with our audience and use it to connect with whatever product or service we are trying to sell. So storytelling is the number one way to connect with people. We've talked about that when it comes to content and email marketing is part of your content. So you want to use storytelling to create a relationship to people and you can use it to provide education or to tell a story that connects with your audience. Again, connection, 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 right? So it might be about something that happened to you. It might be about something that happened to a friend or family member or something that happened to one of your current or past customers. People buy from people they like and trust and this is an opportunity to build on that. So there's a few examples that I want to give you of this. One is a few weeks ago, I sent out an email that told a story about my daughter cutting her hair off because she wanted to look like Mulan. You know, when Mulan cuts her hair off with a sword, um, my daughter wanted to look like that. And so she took scissors into the bathroom when she was three years old and cut her hair off and off, like very short. So I told this story that related to customer service because my experience with the hairdresser who helped her afterwards was phenomenal. And if you haven't read that email, you can go back in your inbox and read it. But 
that then related to what I was going to talk about later, which was something about customer service, right? So I was going to talk about customer service and then go into selling something after that, right? Uh, Also, a few weeks ago, I sent out an email for my product-based business that told the story of a specific dog that was helped by one of our fundraisers. And so I was able to tell the story of this dog and how they came into rescue and how the money benefited them and where they are now as a result of the money helping them with their health issues and that they're happy and healthy. And then I was able to move into selling after that because I had told the story that resonates with people and that they can see where their money is going and that it's important. Okay, so there's lots of different ways that you can do this. The easiest way to start, absolute easiest way, is to either tell the story of how you, how and why you started your business, or to use a review from one of your customers and turn it into a story about their experience with you. Not just writing out the review that they sent you, but turn it into you storytelling about how they came to you, what their experience was like and where they are now, okay? And it doesn't have to be anything monumentally life-changing. Don't put a ton of pressure on yourself. It can be something small, but even the smallest thing can have a huge impact on somebody's life, okay? And again, with storytelling, if you are stuck or you're feeling like, I don't know if this is right, just send me an email and I'm happy to look over it for you and, and give you feedback. One other thing about storytelling Keep it succinct, right? We don't want to do a novel. So I usually advise not longer than 500 words, and 500 words is even quite a bit. So keep it under 500. A really good blog post is 300 to 350 words, a really readable blog post, and that's really what I would do with email as well, okay? So the next thing is imagery, You have to have imagery in your emails. And this is part of the reason why we don't just use Gmail or Yahoo to send out emails because we can't make them beautiful. And when an email is beautiful, it is easier to read through. It is easier to scroll through. And you have a much higher likelihood that somebody is going to make it to the end and actually click through on your call to action to make a purchase or to engage or do whatever you're asking that they do with that email. Okay. Just text is boring. We need to keep it moving with images or graphics that are on brand for you. And you can use GIFs. I do this a lot. You can go to giphy.com. There's literally millions of GIFs on there and you can save them as images, use them for free and put them in your email. They're great as long as it feels on brand for you. But fun ways to break up the text and to keep the reader engaged are going to benefit you. So make sure that you don't skimp on the imagery. In most email service providers, you can also just create a template. So maybe the first time you write your email, it's gonna take you a little longer because you're going to do more design work, right? You maybe are going to design the header, you're going to design the placement of things, you might design your email signature, all sorts of different things. But then once that's done, going forward, you can just repeat that template over and over again and just fill in with new photos and new text and that will make it so much simpler. The last piece of focus for email marketing is going to be promotion, right? So you also need to sell. You know, although I say that you shouldn't always be selling or you shouldn't be selling most of the time, right? You should be working on connection and community. You can't forget to sell because as a business owner, like I said earlier, 
You have to sell in order to keep your business alive, right? And there's no point in sending out emails if you're not going to use it as an opportunity to sell something in addition to building those connections. So do not leave this part out. You can put the promotional piece wherever you want in the email, but I usually am sticking it towards the end because that makes sense. You don't want it front and center unless you are sending a separate email that's, you know, like, hey, we're doing a sale this week and you're just pushing the sale and that's it. But if you are sending out a weekly newsletter, right, or weekly connection email, you're going to start with your story and then you're going to put the promotion at the end. So tell them what you want them to buy, right? What are you loving this week? What are your favorites? What are customer favorites? Okay. So your job as a business owner is to help guide your customers to their purchase, right? So what do you want to sell? Even if you don't have anything new or something that's on sale or anything that you feel is particularly promotional, you can still pick and choose from your inventory, right? So hmm, I haven't sold this in a while and I would like to. So maybe I want to push that. I have too much of it. Or this is brand new and I would like to sell it. Or I haven't done this type of service in a while and I'd like to do more of them. So you can choose something that you want to sell, take ownership over that and then put that in there and make sure to include a call to action. Your email service provider should be able to hook up with your website very easily so that you can drop a product or a service button into your email. Again, we are all about making this easy and seamless, okay? So make sure that you have all those integrations set up so that you can drop those things into your email. And yes, I want to acknowledge that this does take a bit of time. It is going to take a time investment, but once it is set up, you do not have to do it again, right? So make the time and do it so that it is done. I promise you that your future self will thank your current self, okay? Don't forget that call to action with your product or service because you want, again, to tell people what they need to do, right? What do you want from them? Now, sometimes in an email, you might just want them to reply and give you an answer to a question. Maybe you don't want to sell anything that day. Maybe you're just trying to engage and that's fine. Maybe you want them to forward the email to somebody if you're doing something specific. I wouldn't use that call to action a lot, probably won't be super performative for you, but maybe Every once in a while, you use that call to action. Mostly your call to action is going to be buy now, shop here, click here, snag it now, those kinds of things that are going to tell the customer, this is what we're selling this week and this is why you should buy it. Go ahead and click this button, okay? So I want you in the next week to write your first customer email, including a catchy subject line, a story or educational piece, right? That's 300 to 350 words. And then promotional content with a call to action. Okay. So I want you to sit down and take some time to write this out. You can write it out in a Google doc if you want. You don't have to format it yet. If it's easier for you to just write it all out first, that's totally fine. Whatever works for you. And then I would love for you to send it to me. So either email it to me, you have my email, or send it to me on Instagram at jessica.guzikowski so I can give you some feedback. And then you are going to get that baby formatted and you are going to send it because it is time to take action, okay? There's no point in being here if you're not going to implement what is happening, right? You are here to move the needle in your business and this is another step in moving the needle. 
I'm so proud of you for taking the time to listen to this podcast today. And I'm proud of you in advance for taking the time to implement what you heard on this podcast today in the coming week. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you right back here next Friday.